Hi, hello and welcome to Yogi's Podbox. Well, I'm so sorry for the delay. I have been quite busy for some time. And uh, you've been a very sweet listening people for me. That's so nice of you all. Thank you very much for listening all my episodes. Well, I'm back with some uh, few more, three more. And um, in this particular episode, we would talk about the Shani Varvada Temple. And this is a monument, in fact. And it's a historical fortification in the city of Pune in Maharashtra, India. This was built in 1732. It was a seat of the Peshwas of the Maratha Empire until uh, 1818, I guess, when the Peshwas lost control to the British East India Company after the Third Anglo-Maratha War. Uh, the rise of Maratha Empire, the palace became the center of Indian politics in the 18th century. The fort itself was so large and it was destroyed in 1890, uh, 1828, I guess, uh, by some kind of fire accident. But the surviving structures are now maintained as a tourist spot. So the uh, this uh, okay, the Maratha Empire was uh, the con- Confederacy was a power that dominated a large portion of the Indian subcontinent in the 18th century. The power, the Maratha Confederacy, was that power that dominated a large portion of the Indian subcontinent in the 18th century. The empire formally existed from 1674 with the coronation of Shivaji as the Chhatrapati and ended in 1818. And I was talking about the Shani Varvada was originally the seven-story capital building of the Peshwas of the Maratha Empire. Well, it was supposed to be made entirely of stone, but after the completion of the base floor or the first story, uh, the people of Satara, that is the national capital, complained to the Sahu, the king, saying that a stone monument can be sanctioned and built only by the Sahu, I mean the Shahu king himself and not the Peshwas. Uh, a kind of letter was written to Peshwas starting, I mean, stating that the remaining building had to be made of brick and not stone. Even today, if you visit, see the walls carefully. They are partly made of stone and partly made by bricks. The Vada was then completed in upon being attacked by the British artillery 90 years later. All the top six stories uh, collapsed, leaving only the stone base, which was immune to the British artillery. Hence, the stone base of the Shani Varvada remains and can be seen even today in the older parts of Pune. Well, by 1758, uh, at least a thousand people lived in the fort, I guess. 1758, quite a long time ago. Uh, in, in 1773, Narayana Rao, who was the fifth and ruling Peshwa then, was murdered by guards on orders of his uncle, Raghunatha Rao, and aunt, Anandipai. A popular legend has it that Narayana's ghost still calls for help on full moon nights. Can you believe that? Yes, people are believing Narayana's ghost still is appearing there. Various people working around the area have 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 seen this. Have allegedly reported the cries of Kakamalavachava, Uncle, save me, by Narayana Peshwa after his death. 
the Peshwa Bajrao II abdicated his gadi, that is the throne, to Sir John Malcolm of the British East India Company and went into political exile at Bithur, near Kanpur, uh, in the present day of Uttar Pradesh. Well, after some time, the great fire happened in 1828. On February 27th, uh, the palace complex was ablaze or was on fire. The conflagration raged for seven days. Only the heavy granite ramparts, strong teak gateways and deep foundations and ruins of the buildings within the fort survived. So, um, that was about the kind of uh, appearance of uh, this kind of Sharavana, I mean, the Sharavada monument. And um, the Vada, the, I mean, uh, the, uh, the ceremonial foundation of his own residence on uh, 1730 uh, was done by Bajirao the Peshwa. Shani Varvada was actually a Marathi word. Shaniwar means Saturday and Vada, which means a general term for any residence complex. Later, the Peshwas made several additions, including the fortification of walls with bastions and gates, court halls and other buildings, fountains and reservoirs. Currently, the perimeter fortification wall has five gateways and nine bastion towers, enclosing a garden complex with the foundations of the original buildings. That's a huge garden complex with original buildings. Where it is situated near the Mula Mutha River, the Ramala Mutha River in Kasba Pet. And um, as I was saying about the Shani Varvada had five gates, uh, the Dili Darwaza, this is called the Dili Darwaza, is the main gate of the complex and uh, faces towards Delhi. Uh, Chhatrapati Sahu is said to be have, I mean, he's said to have considered the north facing fort a sign of Bajirao's ambitions against the Mughal Empire and uh, suggested that the main gate should be made Chatiche, Madhiche Nahi, Marathi for the chests of brave soldiers, not made of mud. The strong-built Delhi Darwasa gatehouse has massive doors, large enough to admit elephants outfitted with howdahs, the seating canopies. To discharge elephants charging the gates, each pane of the gate has 72 sharp 12-inch steel spikes arranged in a 9 by 8 grid. That was arranged in a 9 by 8 grid? How? At approximately the height of the forehead of a battle elephant. Each pane has also fortified with steel cross members and borders were bolted with steel bolts having sharpened cone heads. The bastions flanking the gatehouse has arrow loops and machicolation chutes through which boiling oil could be poured onto offending raiders. That's insane. The right pane has a small man-sized door for usual entries and exits, too small to allow an army to enter rapidly. Shani Varvada was built by a contractor from Rajasthan known as Kumavat Shatruya belongs to Kumar Subcast. After completing construction, they are given the name Naik by the Peshwa. So these were the kind of uh, the, the first gate entrance I said and 
आई वुड टॉक अबाउट द सेकेंड वन एज मस्तानी दरवाजा और अली बहादुर दरवाजा दिस वॉज फेजिंग नॉर्थ दिस गेस्ट वॉज बिल्ट बाई बाजीराव्स फर्स्ट वाइफ मस्तानी वेल ट्रेवलिंग आउट ऑफ द पैलेस पेरीमीटर वॉल एंड द खिटकी दरवाजा दैर इज द विंडो गेट फेसिंग ईस्ट द खिटकी दरवाजा इज नेम्ड फॉर एन आमद विंडो इट कंटेन्स गणेश दरवाजा द गणेश गेट फेसिंग साउथ ईस्ट नेम्ड फॉर द गणेश रंग महल which is used to stand i mean which was used to stand near this door which used to stand this door this this place it could be used by ladies at the fort to visit the nearby kasba ganapati temple jambul darwaza or narayan darwaza that is the narayan's gate facing south this gate was used by concubines to enter and leave the fort it obtained its second name after narayanarao peshwa's corpse was removed from the fort for cremation through this gate and uh, the important buildings uh, the buildings around in this palace includes the toriyala rayancha diwan khana which means in marathi the court reception hall of the eldest royal meaning the bajira one nacha diwan khana that is the dance hall and juna arsama hall that is the old mirror hall and uh, after this was destroyed in 1828 only the descriptions of the living areas of the fort are available for the visitors to see and relish upon so all the state halls in the buildings are said to have doorways with exquisitely or exquisitely carved teak arches with ornamental teak drop teak pillars shaped like suru the cypress tree trunks supporting the ceilings which were covered with beautiful teak tracery carved creepers and flowers exquisite glass chandeliers hung from the ceilings the floors were made of highly polished marble arranged in a mosaic pattern and adorned with rich persian rugs the walls contained paintings with scenes from the hindu epics the ramayana and the mahabharata The buildings are said to have been designed and constructed by well-known artisans including the Shivaram Krishna, Devaji Suthar, Kondaji Suthar, Moraji Patarwat Bhojra, an inlay work expert from Jaipur, and Raghu, a painter. It is said that the Shani Varvada complex has 7 stories. On the top floor was the residence of the Peshwa, which was called Mega Dambari. or the megadambari it is said that the spire of gnaneshwar or the gnaneshwar jnaneshwar temple at alandi 17 kilometers away could be seen from here such a long vision the place had uh, it has got the impressive lotus shaped fountain in the palace the hazara karanji fountain of thousand jets it was constructed for the pleasure of the infant Peshwa Sawai Madhav Rao It was designed as a 16 petal lotus Each petal had 16 jets with an 80 foot arch It was the most complicated and intricate fountain of its time and um, very magnificent uh, place in uh, this place is called Shani Varvada and this is again an amazing place to visit uh some of the places which was around um 
दिस शनिवार बाधा एंड इन महाराष्ट्र पुणे लाइक द न्यू पैलेस कोलापुर द पैलेस सिचुएटेड इन कोलापुर इन द इंडियन स्टेट ऑफ महाराष्ट्र दिस पैलेस इज अगेन अ ब्यूटिफुल मॉन्यूमेंट टुक सेवन इयर्स टू कंप्लीट बिटवीन एटीन सेवेंटी सेवन टू एटीन एटी फोर कॉस्टिंग अबाउट कॉस्टिंग अ पैलेस फॉर सेवन लैक्स ऑफ रुपीज in 1877 oh my god that was an excellent specimen of indian architecture built in black polished stone trust me this is black polished stone imagine how it could look in the dark with lighting it has been an attraction for tourists it has extensive premises with a garden fountain and wrestling ground the whole building is eight angled and has a tower in the middle the clock on it was fixed in 1877 at separate distances there are small towers on every glass are painted the events and shivaji's life the founder of the maratha empire there is also a zoo and a ground lake even today it is the residence of the shahu the direct descendant of shivaji the masterpiece at kolapu however is the new palace around 1.5 km further north on bausenji road uh, the bausenji road completed in the same year as the hospital the complex presents a novel blend of disparate features in contrasting basalt and sandstone the principal south facade presents a double storied range with neo mughal lobed arches beneath and temple like columns and brackets above the scheme is interrupted by trafal arches capped with curving cornices and small domes The same elements came the octagonal corner towers. The ground floor of the new palace accommodates the Shahji Chhatrapati Museum, given over to memorabilia of the Kohapur or the Kolapur rulers. Several tourists from across the country visit the new palace each year. This museum exhibits royal ways of existence. The lates of the Chhatrapatis of Kolapur like costumes, weapons, games jewelry embroidery and paraphernalia such as silver elephant saddles etc that was a, a beautiful thing and uh, there is also one of the aurangzeb swords at this museum and the darbar hall occupies a double head or the double height space in middle of the palace the side walls are uh, display lobed arches filled with stained glass illustrating scenes from the life of shivaji carved columns with temple like brackets support the cast iron balcony above a raised throne is placed at one end of the hall and it's such a beautiful place to visit and uh, that's about uh, the new palace of kolapur and uh, we will see something else coming up in the next one so that was about the shani varvada and the kolapur palace which is in pune of maharashtra the next one is the tuklaka i mean the tuklakabad fort you know what is tuklakabad fort i'll tell you the tuklakabad fort giyatuddin tuklak was born in 1325 and he was i think that's a regiment from 1321 to 25 built with the fortified town of tuglakabad the third city of delhi 
with its battered walls of grey rubble perched on desolate hills, where its position gives it a natural advantage. Tughlaqabad was raised at a stronghold rather than as an architectural enterprise. It is in two parts, the citadel and palaces along the southern walls forming one unit and the city to the north on the other. On plan, it is an irregular rectangle with over 6 kilometers of fortification. The citadel is still intact and the walls of palaces can also be discerned. The city portion is, however, in extreme ruins, although one may make out the alignment of some of its streets. Across the main entrance of Tuklakabad on the south is Gyatuddin's tomb, faced with red sandstone relieved by marble and with batter on the exterior. It is enclosed within high walls forming an irregular pentagon with a spearhead fringe on the underside of its arched openings on three sides and its color scheme. It still retains some of the characteristics of Kalji architecture. But its arc with an ogi curve at the apex recalling the Tadarak or the Tudarak the slightly pointed Tata dome and the use of beam and arc for openings are new features. Originally, it stood within an artificial reservoir and was connected with Tughlaqabad by a causeway, now pierced by the Qutb Badarpur Road or the Qutb Badarpur Road. The slowest gates of the vast reservoir are to be seen to the north of the main road close to the massive embankment between the northern and southern spurs of the hills. Giyaduddin's successor, Muhammad Tughlaq, who lived or whose regiment was 1325 to 1351, added the small fortress of Adilabad on the hill south of Tughlaqabad, with which it shares the main characteristics of construction and more. So this, as I told, is in Delhi, Tughlaqabad Fort, this is again a wonderful monument to visit and when you have time to visit these places, do visit India is full of mysteries and marvels and you have enormous, enormous kinds of these kind of spectacular monuments and mysteries to explore and relish and look at a wow kind of segment. Alright. The next one I'm going to talk about is about the ancient sign of uh, Vikram Shila or the Vikrama Shila. Well, the Vikrama Shila, a village, Antichak district, Bagalpur, Bihar. This is the place it is located about 50 kilometers east of Bagalpur and about 13 kilometers northeast of Kahal Gaon, a railway station on Bagalpur Sahibanj section of Eastern Railway. It is approachable through 11 kilometers long motorable road diverting from NH80 at Anandipur, about 2 kilometers from Kahalkan. An excavated remains represent the ruins of Vikramashila Mahavihara or the Mahavihara, the celebrated university founded by Pala king Dharmapala in late 8th century or the early 9th century AD. It prospered for about four centuries before it collapsed, in the beginning of 13th century AD. While it is known to us mainly through Tibetan sources, especially the writings of Taranath, the Tibetan monk historian of 16th to 17th century AD. 
Vikramasala was uh, one of the largest Buddhist universities having more than 100 teachers and about 1000 students. It produced eminent scholars who were often invited by foreign countries to spread Buddhist learning, culture and religion. The most distinguished and eminent among all was Atisha Dipankara or the Atisha Dipankara. Dipankara, Atisha Dipankara, the founder of Lama Zaim in Tibet. Subjects like uh, theology, philosophy, grammar, metaphysics, logic, etc. were taught here, but the most important branch of learning was Tantrasim. Meticulous excavation at the site conducted initially by Patna University between the year 1960 and 69 and subsequently by Archaeological Survey of India between the uh, time period of 18, I mean 1972 to 1970, no, 1982, has revealed a huge square monastery with a cruciform stupa in its center. A library building and a cluster of votive stupas were there. To the north of monastery, a number of scattered structures including a Tibetan and a Hindu temple have been found. The entire spread is over an area of more than 100 acres. The monastery or residence for the Buddhist monks is a huge square structure, each side measuring 330 meters, having a series of 208 cells, 52 on each of the four sides opening into a common veranda. A new brick arched underground chambers beneath some of the cells have also been noticed which were probably meant for confined meditation by the monks. The main stupa built for the purpose of worship is a brick structure laid in mud mortar and stands in the center of the square monastery. This two-terraced stupa is cruciform form on plan and about 15 meters high from the ground level, accessible through a fight or I mean through a flight of steps on the north side. On each of the four cardinal directions, there is a protruding chamber with a pillared antechamber and a separate pillar mandapa in front. In the four chambers of the stupa were placed colossal stucco images or the stucco images, stucco images or the stucco images of seated Buddha, of which three were found in situ, but the remaining one on north side was possibly replaced by a stone image after the clay image was somehow damaged. There was damage somehow. And that was replaced by the um, clay image was somehow damaged because the replaced, uh, it was possibly replaced by a stone image because the clay image was damaged. The walls of both the terraces are decorated with moldings and terracotta plaques which testify the high excellence of terracotta art flourishing in the region during Pala period. Well, it was 8th and 12th century, that was the time. And about 32 meters south of the monastery on its southwest corner and attached to the main monastery through a narrow corridor is a rectangular structure identified as the library building. It was an air conditioned by the cold water of the adjoining reservoir through a range of vents in the black wall or the back wall. The kind of air conditioning the kind of adjoining reservoir through a range of vents was amazing during those times of getting the rooms cooled with some kind of refrigeration. 
the system was perhaps meant for preserving delicate manuscripts and for food items and those kind of things. The architecture of the stupa and the themes of the terracotta plagues of Vikramasila Mahavihara are comparable to the contemporary Somapura Mahavihara, Paharpur, that is the Bangladesh. On plan, both are very much alike except that Vikramasila Monastery is larger and has fort-like projections on its outer wall. A large number of antiquities of different materials were unearthed from this palace in the course of excavation are displayed in the Sat Museum even today and it's maintained by Archaeological Survey of India. So that is again a wonderful place and a beautiful monument in ancient site of Vikramasila. Beautiful places in India. So proud to talk about this. All right then, I'll catch you with yet another interesting episodes coming soon. Stay happy, stay safe. Thank you for listening.